Welcome to the Luxury Business Podcast. This podcast was created to highlight the incredible stories of small businesses in the luxury sector. Each episode explores what it means to run a purpose-driven luxury business. And more importantly, we get to know the person behind the business. We will look at their journey as luxury business founders and why they decided to set up their businesses. From fresh insights to the good, the bad, and the ugly, I strongly believe that there are always lessons to learn from working in an industry considered by many to be privileged and glamorous. Thank you for being our most treasured guest today on the Luxury Business Podcast. Today, I welcome Yasmin Torab, founder of Five Star Wedding Directory. Now, let's get right down to it. Yasmin, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me today. Yes, of course, I'm Yasmin, and I'm the co-founder, along with my husband, Ty, of Five Star Wedding Directory. It's a luxury wedding platform we've had for over 15 years, and um, yeah, that's the website. Wow, 15 years. I can't believe that I've known you that long because I remember being introduced to you many, many, many years ago by um, a mutual friend of ours. He's a designer, couturier, and he said to me, you're doing something new, something different, and it's going to be online. I didn't quite understand what it was about, but when I met you, I was really blown away by your authenticity, your honesty, your openness. And more importantly, you were just a lovely person. You were so nice. No, not at all. You were so nice and welcoming. And considering I've I had by then had I've had many doors slammed in my face, it was refreshing to meet someone in the luxury space who was absolutely nice. And one of the messages of this podcast is that it doesn't matter what your background is, you can set up a successful luxury business. And you are an amazing example of someone who started from scratch and look at where you are today. So let's dive a bit into your childhood. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your childhood. What was that like? Of course, I'll explain. So yeah, my mom is English and my dad is Persian. um, And I was born in Bournemouth. Um, And then after being born in Bournemouth, we uh, we went to Iran to live there but then obviously when the revolution happened we just got out in time so we managed to get the last plane back to um back to London we got out and from there I lived with my nan in Bournemouth and my mum um she was a model she was busy traveling um to all these exotic locations working as a model so my nan and it was my nan and myself that kind of lived together she had a beautiful big house with like, I'm sure it was 25, 30 bedrooms and we had students living with us from all around the world. So she was the host cooking fresh meals, breakfast, lunch and dinner for all these students from literally from Japan to Saudi Arabia to um, European, to all over. So that that's my memory growing up in, in a big house with all these um, travellers in Bournemouth learning English. <laughs> wow. Now, I did not know that at all. Oh, my goodness. So now I understand where you get your amazing looks from. Now I understand why you are so accepting. This is, honestly, it's so incredible. So, you know, let's just um, unpack that a little bit. So 
I mean, getting the last plane out of Iran. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, how old were you then? I mean, I was very, very young. I, I believe I think it was about five, about four or five. Obviously, when we lived in Iran, my mum said it was, you know, just a obviously it's still a beautiful country, but more um it just changed when that happened. Everyone was leaving where they could and my dad said, you know, you bet you just better go. So, I mean, I don't remember an awful lot. I just remember it was a very frightening time and we got the last BA flight back and, um, and that was it. And then he, he followed a few years later, but it was, it was a, I can't imagine what my mom was going through to, to be so frightened to, you know, to, to leave. And it was, yeah, awful wow. time. To leave her husband behind. I'm glad yeah. he was able to join you a few years later and at least, um, you know, family, you reunited. I'm yeah. so happy for you. Where did you go to school and did you enjoy school? Yeah. So my school was in, um, went to private school in the new forest in Dorset. Cause obviously I'm from there. Um, I didn't really, I didn't like school to be honest. I wasn't academic at all. Um, I enjoyed art, but you know, some subjects more than others, but, it wasn't a great experience for me. Wow. Um, again, that's the thing about, um, you know, academia. I have this theory that schools, um, yes, they teach all these amazing subjects and it's useful to, you know, to learn those subjects, but there is something around schools teaching maybe entrepreneurship and financial literacy um, that I'm very passionate about. And I would like to see that on the curriculum because for, you know, not everybody's academic, but that doesn't stop anyone from enjoying success later on. So, yeah. Oh, more wow. Business and more, you know, marketing and finance and those kind of subjects, it would be definitely more, more um, valuable, I think. Yes. And also, you know, giving um, students real life, you know, giving them a real life business, you know, not a pretend one, but a real life one to set up. Um, that would definitely help a long, long way. I mean, you know, yes, it's great to learn about Pythagoras uh, theorems and all that, but hey, <laughs> when have we ever used that in real life? But talking about school and your upbringing, do you think that shaped you into becoming the person you are today? I think so. Um, so basically when I went to the private school in New Forest and then I started traveling to LA when I was 18 to see my dad because my mum remarried again when I was seven. So my dad moved to LA. So I basically went to see him. I think I was 17, must have been 17, 18. So that really opened my eyes to another world, really, to see um, what it was like over there. And he's a successful businessman himself. So it, you know, from, from where I was to where I was going, I could just see, well, this is the kind of, Thing I want to do what do I need to do to kind of get there wow I love that because obviously um he became a role model would you say he almost became your mentor in in maybe starting the business yes I think so you know I could see how successful he was and I wanted to learn what was involved and um and learn from him but going into mentors definitely him and Ty um he's definitely my rock and he pushes me to things that I really don't want to do but he does <laughs> so I'd say definitely the two of them excellent let's talk about how you started your luxury business what was the hardest part about starting it um actually time really 
we knew what we wanted to do, but it was timing because it was a few things that made us start it. Because I, when I was working at the Langham, I used to organise parties for all the ambassadors and the high, uh, basically all the diplomats at the Langham. Um, that was my job. It was the embassy market, and to find good suppliers um, while hosting the parties, it was just not happening. Was was just not around. So that's that was in my mind. And then back then, um, Ty was working for Fujifilm, and he also did photography. And he got a call from a, a, a directory asking him to join as his photography business. Um, but he looked at it. It was just really, really poor platform, really bad. So he, basically from then he came up with the idea, well, let's create our own in con- combining what I was saying and what he found out. Um, like I said, the hardest thing was time because we both had full-time jobs. So we knew what we wanted to create, but so we were just – starting it in our you know lunch breaks and our cars calling and definitely if we had more time to do what we wanted to do but it was hard juggling the jobs but like you said from the beginning if you got the idea you just got to do it um just start and then it will happen wow i'm so happy you did i'm so glad you did because your directory has now become the blueprint for other directories, especially luxury directories, of which there aren't that many in the events industry. Because I remember when you start, you know, obviously you started, a couple of people joined, and before you know it, it just literally blew up. But I remember the first couple of years, I should imagine, would have been a bit hard going. So who gave you your lucky break in this particular sector? Definitely Harrods. Wow. How did you get Harrods on board? Well, by they contacted us, they saw the platform, and from then we've still been working with them because we've got obviously the main directory, we've got the blog, and we've got the boutique and the communities. So there's various aspects of the main site. So be contacted by them, and for them to approve us was just like fantastic. And now we're affiliated to you know sell their products, it's just amazing. Wow, oh my goodness, when you have an amazing idea and you establish it. If it has legs, you know, it's like build and they will come almost as if, you know, they were waiting for a platform like that. And I never would have thought a platform like Harrods, I mean, they're a brand, in, you know, within themselves that yeah. they would be looking um, to be on another platform. So it just goes to show you're never too big to take part in marketing and rebranding and keep looking for different avenues in which you can grow. So tell us a little bit about uh, Five Star Wedding Directory now. So how many categories do you have um, in terms of how people can join, that sort of thing? So tell us a little bit about the platform. Yeah, so the platform has different categories, absolutely. So we can feature dresses, cakes, shoes, venues, all kinds of wedding supplies can feature on there and um, you get a huge page where you can feature. It's not just a link because it's a map, huge amount of content. So from video links, from social media to reviews, to Google maps, to content, to videos, it's a, a, a full page and being a trusted site for over 16 years with our good SEO, um, you know, it helps companies be found really. Fantastic. I mean, talking about SEO, I can't even begin to describe how, because you have incredible SEO, it's really helped me personally over the years because everything I do, you will kindly blog. um, Although, you know, and that's another thing because your package 
in my view, just for the blog alone is worth the money. And I keep telling you every year, I, I've, I'm always, you know, I believe that because you deliver value, I really believe that you should be charging far, far more. You charge a year what people charge per post. And on top of that, you would actually blog any activity that any of your members are actually doing. And I think that is incredible value for money. So my question to you is, how did you establish your brand as a luxury brand? Because that space is so competitive. So how did you do that? Yes, well, uh, the name says it all, really, because that was the, once we came up with the name, being five-star wedding directory, that shows you we are, you know, we only work with the best wedding suppliers. From day one, from when we started the website to now, it's just a huge transformation. And um, really, just by the clients we work with, really, you know, it's established that's what makes us different because we only work with good quality wedding brands. That is absolutely true. And in terms of your vetting process, is there any particular criteria that you use to vet people? Um, Well, I have conversations that we have a vetting process. We have conversations. It's normally through um, word of mouth or testimonials or, for example, a venue we work with, we ask which supplies they work with. So there's various different aspects involved, but we are quite selective on the brands that we um, can help on the platform. Yasmin, can you share with us your most memorable client? Um, my most memorable client so far, oh, this, well, they're all, all of our clients are memorable, really. Um, but definitely, I think the Ritz and Disney, when I got a call from them, I was really blown away that they, they love the portal and want to do part of it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The Ritz and Disney. I mean, with Disney, did you actually go to Disney World? We did go to Disney World, yes. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Oh my days. Oh my days. And um, what was the experience like? Oh, at Disney. Oh, it was well, the Disney experience, really. What else can you see? But they, we wanted to push more on the Disney wedding side of the States and for the honeymoon side. And it was just an incredible trip, really. Oh, wow. Wow. That sounds fantastic. And the Ritz in London? Um, I'm assuming it's the London Ritz. Yes, of course. That was, It was wonderful to be connected by them. and They wanted to be part of the, the platform and for us to um, experience it. It was, it was a memorable one. I'll never forget. <laughs> wow. And it just goes to show that now we understand why the big brands remain in business because they are constantly seeking new markets and new avenues in which to remain relevant. So now we understand, now we know that the constant rebranding, reshaping, marketing, et cetera, while remaining truth to their values is absolutely crucial. So thank you so much for that. Can you tell us what you think luxury clients are looking for in a business or in a hotel? I think they're looking for the Um, just that little bit extra really the detailing and something unique something really personal we get to review some really really wonderful hotels some years up to 30 to 35 hotels Um, and for me it's all about how they make us feel and how they make the guests feel and what what they remember Um, there's so many to (laughs) so many to remember but one of them was a beautiful villa in Spain and from the personal touches, really, how they make you feel. So from 
when they welcome drink with the fresh flowers that were fresh from their own land, from the putting our jewellery in a little jewellery box by the bed, the turn-down service, all their food is uniquely grown organically outside on their own land, remembering what you like and what you don't, you know, it's all about the personal touches. And I think that's what, that what makes it special. And that's why clients, why clients want to return um, in the morning, the freshly squeezed orange juice, but then the fresh herbs and, and thyme in the morning on the, on a beautiful napkin. It's all about details, I think. That sounds absolutely amazing. And it sounds like a lot of thought has actually gone into the service. And I think that's um, a key difference. So thank you for highlighting uh, what makes luxury clients different. That is absolutely important. So to ask you, have you had any failures and how did you recover from them? Um, Failures? Oh, I think We've all had a few, but I think just pick yourself up and just carry on. You know, don't be let down and um, just carry on and surround yourself with positive people that are going to get you through it because that's the only way of getting through it, having people by your side that see your vision and goal that are going to help you, but just, just to carry on. I love that. I love the carrying on because talking to some other guests on the podcast, they emphasize the importance of resilience and persistence. And certainly with your business being 16 years old, you've certainly done that. And I remember very distinctly that after you set up your business, a number of other bloggers and directories were set up and many of them have actually fallen by the wayside. So what is it you have that other people probably don't? Again, not not to give up when something, an obstacle gets in your way, just find a way to get around it and just move through as hard as it may be there is a way to get through it you just got to find out the way really just be consistent do what you do consistently because you you just got to carry on that sounds absolutely inspiring and fantastic so what would you tell your 18 year old self looking back now um stop worrying and just believe in yourself that you can do it really at the time wasn't too sure of myself but now just to to have faith and just carry on I love that I absolutely love that because um, I know many people look back at their younger self and um, they think oh my god I wish I knew everything would turn out all right you've really hit something you know the nail on the head there let's now look into the future what does the future have in store for you are you launching anything new We've always got lots of exciting things in store. In the lockdown, we built to help build a community for our suppliers, which is more B2B. Um, we're looking at growing more our online boutique. So there's always lots of exciting things. Oh, wow. I sound intriguing and a bit mysterious, but yes, I do know that you do have this amazing online platform again, built, you know, very early stages of COVID and you were able to pull together this amazing community that have gone on to really help each other through those um, tough times. So in terms of how our listeners can find you online, would you like to tell them your website handle, et cetera? Yeah, of course, it's fivestarweddingdirectory.com. The Instagram and socials are at fivestarweddings, five-star weddings. 
And what about the five-star wedding lifestyle? Um, so, sorry, the five-star well, lifestyle bit? Recently, we built the fivestarluxuryLife.com, which is more of a luxury um, magazine online, which is growing. So we're developing that as we speak. We just wanted another platform for the business for our uh, boutique as well. I think that sounds amazing because, yes, you've got the wedding directory, but I love the idea of the lifestyle directory. And that means that brands that are not necessarily wedding brands can also work with you. So I absolutely love that. And I love that it's a natural extension of what you've done successfully over the years. So before you go, I want to ask you one last question because I do this to all my guests. I want you to share one thing about yourself that will surprise us? Oh, well, I love my music and I certainly love my 90s R&B music. I think that not everyone might know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. (laughs) So yes, I am with you on that, on the 90s R&B. I am so with you on that. Um, That's my go-to when I'm working. Love it, love it, love it. And sometimes MTV, they do a 90s rewind. Thank you so much. It's been so beautiful to have you on the Luxury Business Podcast today, Yasmin. We've talked about everything from your childhood to your business and your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I'm so looking forward to what the future holds for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Luxury Business Podcast please share with me what has been your biggest learning from this conversation. Share your thoughts with me on LinkedIn, where you can find me as Elizabeth Solaru and tag me in your post. You will find the show notes for this episode at luxurybusinessemporium.com. For more information about what we do, feel free to email me at elizabeth at luxurybusinessemporium.com. We are also on Instagram as Luxury Business Emporium. Thank you again, and we hope you can join us next time.